0: A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by the one and only Brendan thomas Merritt. Hi Brendan, how are you doing today?
1: Hey Logan, I'm great, always great, complaining at the weekend is strictly forbidden. And how are things with you?
0: Uh, I am doing well. It is a lovely day here in Ohio, nice and sunny outside. Um, but thank you so much for listening to and joining us for episode 55. Uh, it's, if you like what you listen to, leave us a review on Google or Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. That's, that way more people will hear, hear about us and listen to our podcast. It would be awesome. You can also subscribe to YouTube channel um, and on Spotify as well. And uh, you can also send us an email from Dublin to Cleveland, gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook. Before I forget, you can also get t-shirts. Uh, I'm wearing mine today. Uh, You can get t-shirts in the link in the description. So with all that being said, what we're going to do today is we're going to have an Irish story. We're going to have a game that we're going to play that is who's more likely to, and then we'll have our Bible passage from scripture. So with all that being said, uh, we'll turn it over to Brendan, take it away with our Irish story for today.
1: Thanks, Logan. Okay, guys, so that's 13 minutes from where I live we have an ancient grave, well, tomb really, called Newgrange. It's located in an area called County Meath. Newgrange is older than the pyramids of Giza and Stonehenge in England. It's located next to the River Boyne, which is a very famous river in our history, and even today. Newgrange consists of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of stones, many of them not native to the area. So, realistically, some of the stones would have landed there after Noah's great blood, um, but also a lot of historians think that other stones were probably brought there down the River Moyne on rafts. A lot of it new Newgrange is unknown, a lot of it is very mysterious, but one very interesting fact is that on the winter solstice, the shortest day of our year, the 21st of December, We get the least bit of sunshine. As the morning sun rises, the light beam shines through a lintel. The lintel is a window above the entrance and it lights up the entirety of the chamber, but only on that particular day. So the building was effectively a calendar telling the early settlers when one year had ended and a new one was about to begin. All around the stones are carvings. They're geometrically abstract, but also accurate, very, very precise. There are spirals, lozenges, diamonds. Lots of them are lots of them are in upside down V shapes, which even in Egyptian hieroglyphics was the universal image um, in early art for water, so probably the river boyne beside it. And also Triskelions, three interlocking spiral shapes. That's still a very common pattern or design we've got today. A lot of people think that Newgrange is probably originally um, much whiter than it currently is, now it's grey, but covered in limestone, so that the early morning sun, coupled with the whiteness of the limestone and the whiteness of the river, probably created a mirage of three suns, and that perhaps that's one of the reasons that it's decorated in Triskelion shapes. You can go into it today, and you can actually... well, <laughs> you can if you're not It's a tight squeeze. And you are gonna walk all the way into the chamber. It's uh, 85 meters in diameter, 12 meters high. And you can actually get to the area where the dead ancestors' bodies uh, were buried. So it's a very, very fascinating place. Newgrange is also connected to our mythology, as is the River Moyne. side which it's located. Boyne, in Irish, is pronounced Bowen. And in Irish mythology, all around Ireland, there's a spirit realm called Otherworld. There's a being in there called the Dagda. He's the god of mythological Ireland. But he's also the devil. (laughs) When he's called Don, meaning brown or or dark, he's the devil. But he's also God. Uh, They are all creating one, the god of life. Uh, qu- quite a common combination across mythology um, in different countries and continents. Otherworld oh, has countries. It's got the land of youth, turn and old, but you never grow old. It's got leprechauns, it's got fairies, changelings, who are ugly fairies, might steal your children, and then themselves hide in your house to be raised by you. All, man- all manner of uh, fun, quirky creatures. But also there was a woman called Bowen. That's how we get the word Boyne, the river. She was married to a man called Nectane. Nectane had a special well, and from that well came five amazing rivers. One of them well, was the Boyne River, um, but all of these are the rivers of Ireland. Another one is the Shannon, which is our longest river in Ireland. Nectane owned the well. well it wasn't his wife's well, it was his well. And his sons were his cupbearers. They were allowed to walk around the well, but not the mother. Why not? Precious woman. This is where the mythology branches off in a couple different directions. In one instance, the Dagda, the god of otherworld, came out of Otherworld and entered the physical realm. and he had a very cheeky affair with Bowen, she was a very naughty lady, and she got pregnant with her son, absolutely disgusted with herself for having committed such a shameful deed. She went to the well, hoping to find forgiveness and get cleansed of the waters. That's one version. Another version of the myth portrays her as much more uh, aggressive kind of woman in terms of personality and much more prideful. It says she just went there. She wanted to defy conventions. She would not be told by the man what she could and could not do. So the cupbearers were supposed to walk around the well in a clockwise direction three times each. And She said, screw that. I, a woman, am going to walk around it. And I'm going to walk around it anti-clockwise because these boots are made for walking and that's just what they'll do. And one of day, these days, these boots are going to walk all over you so she walked around it three times. That's literally where the song came from. Nancy Sinatra stole it from the Irish. <laughs> so... Depending what version you believe, it doesn't really matter. In one, she's adulterous. In the other, she's proud. But the well was so disturbed by her shameful deed that next thing from it came the River Boyne. That absolutely smashed against her. It destroyed one of her eyes, one of her arms, and one of her thighs. I think she lost the whole leg, really. It, it killed her and her dog. <laughs> because, why not? And from. That well, her husband's well I might say's well, out came this powerful, powerful river. And that's the explanation for why the River Boyne is where it is, because it killed her. And then the river was then named after the dead woman. So we call it Boyne in its anglicised name, but in its Irish name it is Bowen. But the interesting thing about Bowen is bow is also our word for cow, or cattle, in Irish. So... Etymologically um, and historically, yeah, listen, maybe a woman drowned there at some point. Um, but also, it was seen as an important river for farmers and, and their cattle. But even the phrase Milky Way in Ireland, in, in the Irish language, is related to Bowen. So we have this connection between cows, and indeed, sometimes she is pictured of a cow. <laughs> Not just because she'd own her husband and was arrogant, but uh, built into her name. It's also connected with the river, um, and it's also connected then with the Milky Way, where the legend goes on that after she was killed, she became the Milky Way. So when you look up, yes, she was physically destroyed, but now she overlooks Ireland. So another possible explanation for the Triskelion is that one spiral represents the Dagda, the sun god she did the nasty with. Another one represents her, but also, she had a son out of her adultery, and in our mythology, he was actually the king of Newgrange. Uh, his name is Angus Hogue. Young Angus. So, uh, when you're studying Ireland, especially far back and fast, it can be quite difficult to determine what exactly is always true, and what exactly is always fanciful or historical. Because very often, they're intermingled super tightly. So, obviously, this woman doesn't necessarily have an, have an affair with a guy from other world, per se. But it's very possible that she that actually was a woman who had an affair and had connected to Newgrange um, historically and became more fanciful and mythological as time went on. Because a body was found in Newgrange, or a DNA of the body, just a few years ago. And actually, there was, in built into the DNA, Uh, traces of uh, corruption or or defilement that show that um, he was born of incest. So it's possible that there was a powerful family over Newgrange who married their son and daughter to keep anyone else from getting ownership of the structure. So maybe you had this incestuous, abhorrent union of physical, and then it took on a more mythological spin as time went on. So, uh... Yeah, it's a very interesting one, and that's Stray Bowen. Yeah, interesting. So put that in your pipe and smoke at Americans. <laughs> not that we anyway, forgetting our other international listeners. All right, Logan, let's talk about something that's not incest-related. Take us away with segment two.
0: All right, so segment two is going to be who is most likely to. So that is the dot, dot, dot. Uh, that's, that's the, the topic. So we're going to ask these questions, and uh, we're going to go back and forth of which one we think is more likely to do this stuff. So, first one uh, is, who is most likely to wear a Halloween costume to work? What do you think, Brendan?
1: Ugh, oh, jeepers. I absolutely abhor Halloween. Sorry, world. The Irish technically created this. It. Uh, it was that one. Um, a Celtic. Festival, But as much as I try to distance myself from it, I could very easily rock up to work in the not-very-distant future dressed as Thanos. I've got the Gauntlet behind me, as well as Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer. I've got quite a few costumes. It might be me. <laughs> Who do you think?
0: Yeah, that's, I, I thought this one was going to be a tough... This is a tough one, because I can see it going either way. I can see where... You okay. have a lot of costumes. You could definitely pull it off. But I also know that, like, every single Halloween that I've ended up working, I've worn one. So I think we're just going to have to call this one a draw. But because I, I think it's probably me who's more likely. But I, I, I think it's probably a draw. That's the um, second one. Who is more likely to bring out your best self? What do you think, Brendan?
1: Oh, either you <laughs> or. My brother, maybe. or someone in crisis? Hmm. I know, I, I, yeah, probably, maybe, maybe you. Or at least, this isn't a very well-structured answer. Maybe, maybe you. Sometimes people say that I can be very, very cold or, or get lost in my head. Um, and I think friends like yourself uh, help stretch me in the best way possible. Yeah, would I be too tacky by this? Yeah, maybe you. I want your answer.
0: All right. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I think uh, – I, I, I don't think that in a bad way. I just think that you – you're not so much worried about other people. You're more – you like to keep to yourself a little bit more than I do. Yeah. Okay. So that sort of leads us into question number three. Who is most likely to be a great leader? I kind of want
1: <laughs> – I want to say myself. Um, but at the same time, I like sawing into people even in the margins, or behind the scenes. Um, sending them up to win, and then taking a step back and releasing them to be themselves. Whereas I think you probably, because you're more of a people person than I am, you're, you'd you probably be better at leading with longevity. So maybe you, actually
0: all right so on the topic of who is more likely to be a great leader i think again brendan would be very good at like a militaristic regime he'd be very good as a leader of a of a of like a militaristic state i think he'd be good with that um but i don't know i feel like we both have really good leader qualities we both worked through a lot of things so it's sort of Close. I just know that Brendan isn't... He isn't so much worried about his people under him. He'll run them to the bone if he has to. <laughs> so if you're thinking from, uh, from a yeah, uh, like, follower perspective, you'd probably want me rather than Brendan. But the qualities are both there. Um, all right, next question. Who is more likely to have a million-dollar idea?
1: Ooh, uh, well, I suppose... <laughs> um, having already turned out uh, a novel and then we know with more to come i kind of want to say myself holy doesn't sound to arrogant or cheeky
0: <laughs> i think so too i do think i have some ideas that could be worth something but i think you have the more initiative to follow through on them than i do i think the reason this whole podcast came to be a thing was yeah. because we both had a similar idea of wanting to do one and we both were like yeah let's do it um but I wouldn't have done it had Brendan not suggested it. So uh, it, that, I, I would, I would say so. I think you have the million dollar ideas. I am, um, I, I just need to work on my execution of the ideas I have. Uh, all right, next one. Who is most likely to forget to mute the microphone during the Zoom call?
1: Oh, I've actually done that way too many times. Um, I remember when I was teaching online. For those who don't know, I teach English as a foreign language to international adults. Um, (laughs) And at the start of the pandemic, I didn't really understand the concept of how earphones worked. I thought that if you took them out of your ears, people lost their ability to hear everything in your room. Um, What I didn't realize was you properly have to mute yourself on the device. So I would sit there every morning having like three cups of tea and just the biggest buffets. I was having like you know chicken wings. I was having beef burgers. I was having chicken burgers. I was having crisps for the crack, and <laughs> just munching away, munching, munching for three hours per <laughs> session. And I used to get really, really annoyed whenever I could hear someone else eating or, or munching or chewing on 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 Zoom, and I thought that's just inappropriate. What are you doing in your life? Just and then eventually one day, one of them was, was commented on, like, you know, what I was eating, asked me if it was tasty. I was like, how do they know what, what I'm eating, that I'm actually even having food? And then I realized that they could actually hear, even when I took the earphones out of my ears. And I thought, oh no, they probably just thought, this is individual disgusting, just sitting there munching away, munching away, munching away for hours and hours and hours and hours every day. Um, and then... <laughs> There was then another day when I was... Again, I don't think I'd quite realized just yet how they worked. <clears throat> so someone came into the same room as me and just asked me what I was doing. I thought it was fairly obvious. So I just took them out of my ears and jokingly said, Ah, sure. I'm raising up the next generation of foreigners to take our jobs. And the next thing that I put the earphones back in, all my students had horrified gasps. <laughs> and it really threw me at the time, but, <laughs> but now I realise that they just thought they had like, the biggest racist, or as they pronounce it, fascist teacher in the school. <laughs> and I thought, oh no. And then I just had all the time that I went like, to the bathroom like, with the earphones in, um, or had full-blown conversations with people walking in and out of my house with the earphones. Um, so still plugged into the laptop, and yeah. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Deserve to get the sack. <laughs> Have you ever done things similar? <laughs> or is it just me?
0: Uh, no, I do think it's you. I think you're the one to forget to mute. I, I, I will give you credit. You did mute when you would go to the bathroom. So you need to, ha- you need to not, you know, be too. Oh, I learned my lesson. You did. You did learn your lesson. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm saying I'm saying you too I don't I don't really I usually am pretty good about muting my stuff. Um, all right, uh, next question, who yeah. is more likely to have a snappy comeback?
1: <laughs> there is a sassy black woman who lives inside of me, and her
0: name is Brenda,
1: and sometimes when you tick me off, Brenda just puts on the the boxing gloves she just can't hold herself <laughs> back. yeah, it's gotta be me.
0: Agreed. Yeah, it is Brendan 100%. The, he doesn't normally pull it out with me, but I have had it, and it sort of scared me the time it did. So. <laughs> uh, but we got over it. We, we're still friends, even though I'm sure was, <laughs> was so there were really some, some moments there that it looked treacherous. <laughs> uh, oh, it looked like it was over at one point. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alright, moving on. Who is more likely to wear a speedo?
1: <laughs> I feel really arrogant picking myself for all of these, but I'm European. It's pretty much my DNA. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel like we're gonna need to do this again when we have more that relate to me, but yes, I think Brendan <laughs> wears a speedo. I would not wear a speedo. Uh, I would wear I would wear jeans or long pants if it didn't if it uh-huh. didn't feel weird to jump in a pool with that. Also, I'd not go in the water because I don't it like to really swim, cool. so there's a free one for you. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, who is more likely to become a meme? More likely to become a meme on the internet?
1: <laughs> we are both meme lords, for those of you who don't know. If, if, you, if you don't know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I would probably... Make a meme of myself being the one delivering the aforementioned snappy comebacks, but I would probably include you in the meme. Being the one to trigger the harsh or snappy comeback or retaliation or, or jab, or whatever it was. So I'd say we'd both be yeah. in the meme, but yeah. I think I would credit myself for the best one-liners. <laughs> Again, not arrogant, just being honest. I think. So. <laughs> Out. That's all right then.
0: <laughs> I'm in there. I, I I have humor, maybe a humorous line here or there, and there's somebody out there is like, man, that guy's pretty funny. But most of the time, it's just set up for Brendan. I can do that. I can live that life. That that seems to be a million dollar idea. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll just give you, you know, funny lines about, like, America, and I'll just, like, glare at you with a sideward glance, like, who is this? Why? <laughs> Why is he light outside?
0: <laughs> Alright, um, this is the last one. Who is most likely to get into shenanigans?
1: I save my getting into of the shenanigans. The beautiful word, shenanigans. Um... Maybe you know, only a couple times a year, but when I do, uh, they tend to get pretty extreme. One of my more recent ones saw me in the back of a police car. <laughs> but I would say, in terms of frequency, you. I hold on to my moments, but I think you might do it more often. Or at least have the proclivity to
0: do Yeah, Yeah, so. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I end up getting into myself into more trouble than, yeah, probably is is wise. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, still, and I'm not a huge shenanigans person. Where I'm just getting into ton, but I do my mouth. My mouth can get me into into places or say things I shouldn't say. So yeah, probably it it probably lends more to my end. Um, all right. So with that, that's our end of who's most likely we might play this again. We might not. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but let's get into our Bible passage of scripture. We're going to be in Luke two, verse 19 it says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Um, so uh, as we as we read this verse about pondering things, you know, it talks about Mary was thinking about these things in her heart. Um, and I'm sure all of us have different like uh, versions that might say something different. Um, but the idea here is that she was thinking about these things that happened. And so to thi- to to figure out what had happened before, we have to talk, we have to start talking about that. So like the angels announce Jesus to the shepherds, the shepherds show up, Christ is born. Um, you have later on you see uh, him being circumcised, you see the uh, rulers come and visit, like all these crazy things that are happening for a kid who is born to some of the more lower class people, um, at the time. And so for her, she is, is pondering and thinking about these things, keeping them in their heart. And I think that's a, a thing that we can apply to our situation in our lives because, um, There's going to be a lot of things that happen in our lives. There's going to be some miracles. There's going to be some awesome things that God's going to do in each and every one of our hearts and lives. And if we're able to ponder those things, to think about those things, to meditate on those things, to have those be recurring in our thoughts and processes of our life, um, then that will help us when we go through hard times and we don't see God work and we don't see God doing things. We feel like God has left us out to dry we can rely on those things that we kept in our heart that we focused on what god had done and rely on that and not on what's in front of us um so that's my quick takeaway from today how about you brendan what what would you add to it and then close us out in prayer and we'll send everyone on for a lovely saturday afternoon
1: (laughs) perfect yeah no i echo those sentiments I think so often, we see in part. We see as though through the last darkly, and, you know, Mary had the angelic visitation in her home, and shepherds coming, wise men, angelic hosts singing in the air. But a lot of the time we see little by little, the Bible verse here, a word of encouragement there, um, Maybe a dream or vision there. And it's so easy to not appreciate just how beautiful and powerful every word of God is. We can spend our lives always looking for something bigger, something better. Fall into the trap of comparison. Will that person heard this? Well, that person knows this? Well, that person read this? and fall into the trap of thinking that the grass is always greener on their side, or that everyone has a better walk with Jesus than you do, or better revelation, or more knowledge, whatever. But even the little you do know, the little Holy Spirit does reveal, ponder it in your heart. Don't dismiss it. Don't denigrate it. Don't say it's not important. Because a day will come when you'll be able to put that Bible verse or that revelation, into action. It could be in your prayer life, or you might meet someone who's going through a wretched time, and you are the answer to their prayers. Or someone's praying to God for provision, and you are heaven's provision to them. Because the Holy Spirit is sealed up in the soil of your soul. So whenever truth is deposited to you, it's good seed, and even if you don't know its purpose, or even if you don't know how it's relevant to you at a given time, that's okay. You just store it up, and eventually God will help it to make sense. I'll give you a very practical example. God told me a few years ago that he was going to use me in a political sense. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a bold notion about politics, didn't care about it, wasn't interested. I said, right God, good one. But that night I had a dream and in that dream I was munching on a little muffin. And then I spat it out, reshaped it and put it in my pocket. And I woke up and said, God, that was disgusting. And you know what he told me, friends? He said, you had a little taste of revelation today. Didn't make sense to you. That's because you don't need to know it right yet. Or right now. So you put it in your pocket. You ponder it in your heart. Go on about your life. And someday, that'll make sense. You'll take it out of your pocket. And now it's politics is my, my passion. It's something I look into and talk to God about on a daily basis. So even if things don't always make sense, if it's from God, it's good because he's absolutely good, he's stored up on the inside where it matters, and a day will come when you'll get to put it into action and bear much fruit. So God, I pray that you will open the eyes and ears and the hearts of everyone tuning into this podcast, Lord, whether now or later or in the far future. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to know and understand what's from you and to reject that which isn't. And may they store it up inside of them. Let their heart be a storehouse of your revelation, of your good seed, of heavenly spiritual food. May it change them from the inside out. May they absorb it and see, soulish and physical benefits and consequences and also put into action and break the yoke of darkness off other people see healing see lives restored and see people enter into a relationship of reconciliation love and trust with you in jesus name Amen, amen, and amen. So friends, as always, thanks for joining us today. Have a super special, awesome, wonderful rest of the weekend. And we cannot wait to spend some time with you next week.
0: God bless. Goodbye for today. Bye, friends.